Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. something about the way we were talking about it that kind of played into this idea uh, this mommy juice culture that you're talking about right but which i also don't like i do want to ask a very specific question do you call it mommy juice welcome to didn't i just feed you a podcast about feeding us kids I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. <laughs> Sipping her wine. And we are live from Austin, Texas. Woohoo! And actually having a grown up sleepover. We are. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> We're in our Airbnb bedroom recording in our jammies, drinking wine. Having some wine time and recording, didn't I just feed you? It's true. We took photos so that you guys, you guys. could see. <laughs> took a little while. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for us, and yet we're still going to share them. We are. Because that's how we are. You know what, Megan? We have no shame. We really have very <laughs> little shame. <laughs> I, want, I think we have a couple of things we want to cover today in this episode, but... I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode about the invisible work of feeding our families and let me sort of vent and then also add it to the conversation. It is really helpful to know that I'm not alone, that every family faces it, even if the invisible work for some parents isn't food. Yes. It can be other stuff like it's laundry or it's budget stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're not already in our listeners group, you should join because there's a really great discussion going on around invisible work and the secret password for our facebook group is whiskey not wine no and we're (laughs) drinking wine i feel like this is kind of outing us because 
We do all this talking about whiskey, and we both actually really love whiskey. We both do. And we both actually love wine, but you know what you'll never hear us call it? What? Mommy juice. No. You're really you're ready to tip our hand. You're you're you want to get into <laughs> okay. this one. It feels like I don't know. Once a year, there there's an article that comes out either in like <laughs> favor or in defense of this idea of like specifically moms. Even though dads drink beers at playdates or they like get together with their kids. Totally. I mean, my husband only drinks red wine. But yes, but yes, right. My he's husband. Very, I think he's very refined. I think my <laughs> husband is literally having a beer playdate with our neighbors tomorrow while we're here in Austin. What with time our of kids. day? Afternoon, like after my daughter's done with school, mm-hmm. but before dinner time. The other p- dad, his wife is also away for a work thing. Okay. And so they're going to like get all the kids together, let them be rambunctious in the backyard. Yeah. And drink beers. And you know what? They don't get any slack for it. Nope. But <sighs> moms get slack for drinking wine or we get sort of praised. I don't know if that's the right word. The whole idea. It's glorification <clears throat> Of wine drinking and moms. Okay, here's Which what I... Think I is but I think we play into it again. I don't know. Like, in last week's episode, I was like, and I start with me. And <laughs> I think we participate in the system. It's making me sound much more enlightened than I actually am. Um, I'm happy to blame other people. <laughs> the buck. I just want to say that for the record. But I do think that there is this way that we talk about being exhausted with our caregiving duties sometimes. And it's like, ah, like, let's have a glass of wine. Like, I have found that I don't do it so much anymore because my kids are older and it's just, it's exhausting in a totally different way yeah. to parent older kids. But when I, when Isaac and Oliver were younger and I'd have play dates with other moms, it'd be like, uh, and we'll just like drink wine because, uh, we're so tired. We're so tired of hanging out with these kids. I feel like there was something about the way we were talking about it that kind of played into this idea, uh, this mommy juice culture that you're talking about. Right. But I, which I also don't like. I do want to ask a very specific question, which it, and this is the thing that mostly gets me inflamed. Do you call it mommy juice? No, I've never called it mommy juice. I will never call it mommy juice in my entire life. People who call it mommy juice put up follow your dreams posters (laughs) like the one in our Airbnb, which is really distracting me. I'm going to take a photo of it so that we can share it on social so that people can share it. But no, I've never called it mommy juice. Yeah. I mean. Me either. And. The idea that some parents are, especially in front of their children, or saying, like, no, you can't have this. This is mommy's juice or daddy's juice. It is a real point of contention for me. I haven't talked about it very much on the show or ever, maybe, on the show. But my mom has 30, almost 31 years clean. And so I grew up going to AA and NA meetings in, like, church basements. And that was how, like, drinking culture was modeled to me. Yeah. And so I have this sort of reverence for it that, like, it's sort of like how you shouldn't make up 
nicknames for your kids' private parts. Yeah. Because it creates this weird culture of shame if you're like, like, this is taboo. We can't talk about wine or beer. We have to give it a cutesy nickname. Yeah. So that's more my problem. I think mom should be able to let loose, but I think using that as a sales tactic is crappy or a shaming tactic. I also think that assuming that every mom is going to let loose by drinking alcohol is not in the spirit of inclusivity, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's just not very thoughtful to the fact that there are people out there who opt not to drink, even if they can or want, you know, yeah, it's a whatever. whole, there's a whole movement of like sober by choice. Yes, and right. we're seeing that That's as like a, he- a health and unfortunately like a diet culture trend too, yeah. where people are abstaining because they feel like it makes them more fitspo. I can't believe I just said fitspo. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know what's worse. Mom Hey, hey, I have a drinking game for the episode. <laughs> every time we say mommy juice, you Or drink. every time we say, like, an annoying social media, like, mom You do phrase. realize most of our listeners are listening on Monday morning. Okay, they shouldn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Spike your coffee. Drink your green tea. No, I don't know. Uh, how about we just play the drinking game? Okay. Every time we say an annoying... Fitzbo. Fitzbo. Drink. <laughs> okay. That's um, it. That's the, all, all the time I'm going to take up with my mommy juice gripe. Uh, for sure, people can send us DMs, emails at hello at didn't I just feed you. And we can start a conversation in our Facebook group. Or you can just leave us a great review about how much you love mommy juice <laughs> on iTunes. We really love I think reviews. It's a good, I really think it's a good conversation because... I do think that we want to include we, the capital W, we, want to include as many kinds of parents as possible. Yes. And you're leaving out a whole, you know, population of parents who are sober, whether by they feel they have to be or by choice, whatever the reasons, it doesn't even yeah, really or because, matter. Because they have an addiction and they really do yes. need to abstain. I mean, because you know that I grew up with a lot of addiction around me as well and went to a lot of AA and family meetings and all of that. So I'm very sensitive to it. But because it wasn't a parent and it was a sibling, there was also a different kind of conversation that was happening, which was like how much once he became an adult, he was he started going. My brother, who is no longer with us started going to meetings and rehab when he was in his teens. But once he was an adult, it was like, how much do we curb what we do around him in service of his sobriety? Okay, not around sobriety, but you have almost teen sons. Yeah. How much of that experience are you taking as you try to model responsible drinking for them? Because I think that's what our listeners are here for, right? Like your practical advice or how you're fuddling through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually took a very sort of like cavalier European approach for a while where I was like, oh, like, let's just, none of us are, neither Mike nor I are heavy drinkers. Let's just like normalize it. And when Isaac and Oliver were little and we're like, can I have a sip? We'd be like, sure, Sure. you can have a tiny sip. But I've actually read research recently recently. That said, introducing young kids to alcohol 
at a young age, even a little bit normalizes it and is not good. And that just like screens and other things, you should hold off as long as possible. And that everybody thinks the European approach is it looks better on the surface, but that's partly because they've normalized the rest of the culture. Yes. A much heavier level of drinking and that alcoholism is rampant there too. It just isn't as sort of like divided where it like stands out here in the United States because we have a little bit more of a puritanical approach to like sex and food and drinking and all that stuff. So when someone is really like a heavy user or a attracted to any of those things in any kind of serious way it really like stands we're out like you, it's all or nothing yeah exactly when, honestly for parenting i don't know you'll you may agree or disagree most often some version of the middle road is always what yes. works best and it's very personalized to like what works well yeah for your family and for your kids yeah yeah so yeah it's been interesting we sort of like pulled back from that but also, as we get older, Mike and I also drink way less than we used to. I hear, hear. <laughs> I'm going to be wrecked from this one glass of wine. I mean, I just don't really drink during the week at all. Yeah. Sometimes not on the weekends. I actually was telling a girlfriend in Boise that I only drink when it's like in a social situation. Totally. And not because not as like social lubricant, but I feel like I just don't... F- have the appetite for it like when I'm at home and I'm in the sort of in and out of family life it's only like when I'm pulled out of my house and we're like in someone else's backyard or we're going out to dinner with friends even when we go out as a family I don't always order a glass of wine or a beer but see now I'm going to bring this back to the whole mommy juice conversation Mm -hmm. because sometimes that bums me out a little bit because it makes me wonder if like I'm not feeling like I want to have a glass of wine at home because I'm like, oh, it's just going to make me tired and I'm not going to be able to do all the things I want to do or I need to do. Bringing me back to last week's episode of Invisible Work, I still do enjoy drinking a little bit more than I actually drink. I just don't feel like I can afford the fallout because I have so much on my plate all the time at home. And I'm just always home working either yeah. working on work or working taking care of the kids or working cleaning the house or working <laughs> cooking dinner but can i ask a question which is aren't there other things that you enjoy that are like de-stressing the way a glass of wine is and relaxing that don't involve you drinking like you've really loved creating a workout routine this year and you even have said, like, you're such an extrovert that even just going out, of getting out of your house and, like, socializing with other adults can revive you in a yeah. way, too. And then you're not dealing with the actual physical fallout of drinking alcohol. Yeah. I don't know. I've, been, I've had a hard time finding this something that, like, fits yes. that. That's as easy as opening a bottle of wine and, yeah, and I sitting also, down like, with it. And the know, ritual's good. It's like last week's episode, you know, we're always going to talk within this framework of food, right? So, like, some people maybe didn't relate to the specifics because they don't love to cook the way we love to cook. But like you said at the beginning of this episode, maybe your invisible work is somewhere else. Yeah. But the general idea fits. Like, we love to cook and eat and taste and flavors. Like, they're really not... You're joking when you go, I can't make the noise (laughs) 
we're just gonna record a five days straight to do it. So like cracking open a bottle of wine and like yeah. learning about it and matching it with your food. Like it's just I love that whole experience. And like if I could if I had no like worries and I didn't worry about being tired all the time because of all the crap I had to do, I'd probably do it a little more and enjoy it. Yeah, I guess I feel and this might be just like me revealing my judgmental side that I feel like the idea of enjoying wine for wine's sake and learning about wine mm-hmm. and varietals and learning about certain food cultures through their wine or their cider or their beer, whatever it might be, is so different from than like bringing the screw top yeah. bottle of pink whispers. I to, totally agree. <laughs> to a 3.30 play date. Yeah. No, I'm I'm so with you. And I just think we we can do better as parents. Like modeling it as enjoyment is a lot different than modeling it as like a vice, a release from Did you do that when they were little though? Did I Did you ever like bring a bottle of wine to a play date and I most certainly did. I never called it mommy juice. I never called it mommy juice, but for sure. But, like, there were definitely afternoons where I was like, I just need something. Also, in full disclosure, there are times when my anxiety peaks in the afternoon, like, which it does. It's, like, usually right at that time, like, right before the kids are coming home and I feel like I didn't get enough work done. And sometimes, like, a glass of wine or a half a glass of wine is, like, the thing that, like, brings me... That sounds so terrible. No, but like, it, it is the thing that, like, gives a little relief to my anxiety and lets me finish yeah. my day and then, like, be present with my family. I've also admitted on the show to preferring to day drink. Day drinker. Okay. I, okay. I feel like we should get back. Let's do it. What are we getting back to? at hand, which is... Sleepovers? Sleepovers. <laughs> do your kids do sleepovers? Uh, all the time. All the time. Yeah, I mean, now that they're older, it's, like, constant. Some parents don't. Some parents don't feel comfortable with a sleepover. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I not mean, one of them. We definitely have, like, it's a, like, there are certain kids. Yeah, you have to sort of, like, level up to sleepovers with families. Yeah. Like, you go to their house, they come, like, the kids go to your house. Totally. They, and back and forth, and you, like, get to know the families and see the homes. Totally. Before you do sleepovers. Totally. But my kids are seven and four. So the seven-year-old is more the one doing occasional sleepovers, and the four-year-old is like, what? Oh yeah, no. Is that? I mean, I would say seven is when they started, and both of my kids started on the later side, and they still, I would say, like Isaac has slept over. Oh, I don't know. I'm approximating. Like there are like three or four guys whose homes he like sleeps at regularly. Like that's it. You know, it's yeah. like a small little group of people. And, like, you know, it's the same thing who come to our house. And same with Oliver. Oliver's a little bit more free-willing. Willing. He'll, like, <laughs> he'll sleep wherever. He's like, hey, where's the party? He's going to be drinking daddy juice any day now. <laughs> okay, um, but what do you serve for a sleepover? We got, you've got two feeding a little crowd, a small crowd of kids, obstacles. You've got dinner the night of... And then snacks, like popcorn, candy, yeah. and then breakfast in the morning. Yeah. So it's very funny because Isaac gets a little bit micromanagey about what I serve because he's afraid 
that my food is too highfalutin. What? Yeah, he's like, I serve a vegetable at every meal and like we'll have arugula salad with Parmesan. And I don't know, I feel like it's normal stuff or like fennel salad. And he's like, keep it basic. So he usually makes requests and it's pretty simple. Like pasta with meat sauce is a big request for both of them. Yeah, I know. And that always goes down. They love that. Nachos, refer to our nachos episode. Yep, still one of the most popular episodes. Yes, huge winner. Which we should, can I go like on a little tangent? Yes. Cindy Ray, who will include her Instagram handle on the show notes. She's She has a blog called Hungry Girl Por Vida. Mm-hmm. And she writes for Simply Recipes. Mm. I saw her over spring break and she was like, you guys, you got to update the nacho recipe because you can add water to the refried beans and pour them on as a sauce if you want to use refried beans. Genius. So smart. It's genius. Okay, so maybe anyways. The next, maybe the next. Up, we update to nacho episode. Okay. You can use refried beans. I love it. Maybe I'll try that. The next play date. Next, the next play sleepover. Date, slow, sleepover. Um, but I like to do, you know, I mentioned this in that episode, the half sheet pans or yeah. the quarter sheet pans. And like each kid gets their own. We put out the fixings. Um, pizza, obviously. Obviously. No brainer. We need a pizza episode. We do need a pizza episode. Yes. Obviously. What else do we do? Um... Spaghetti and meatballs, that's kind of a different version of pasta and meat sauce. I mean, that's, oh, and then, like, tacos. Oliver always wants, like, classic, like, beef tacos, like hard shell, ground beef. I'm with him. And then Isaac likes, like, shredded chicken or shredded pork. Like, I'll do, um, I think I have a link in one of the show notes, but um, pork in the Instant Pot. Yes. Just yes. Like, like the really carnitas. Easy, yeah. Carnitas in the Instant Pot. Like just plain like that and soft corn tortillas and fixings. And he always wants it to be very plain and very like make your own. Like put the Parmesan on the side, mom. Like put fixings that out That is one of people. those like secret smart things when you have sleepovers is that you should make as much of it, build your own as possible. Yes. Because then it becomes another activity yes. that keeps them from absolutely destroying your house um and from thinking that you want to poison them (laughs) which episode is that in i don't know there's a great story about a friend who came for a play date and let me know that she was worried i might be poisoning her stacy before we jump in i have a really funny story i want to share tell me tell me i'll be so quick okay we just had a friend one of my daughter's friends over for a play date recently And they came like around, they came back from a Girl Scout event around lunchtime and everyone was hungry. So I made lunch. I made grilled cheese and like a veggie fruit platter kind of snacky thing. And I set the table and my kids sat at the table. Our play date sat at the table. Brian, my husband sat at the table. And then I ran downstairs to get more paper because we were all coloring. And our little play date friend followed me downstairs and she said, um... I, I want to tell you something about why I can't eat the lunch that you made. It's like, oh, okay. Uh-oh. Trying to take her as seriously as possible. She's like, I recently listened to an episode of a podcast about poison. And <laughs> I can't going? eat the lunch that you made for me because I'm worried that you might be trying to poison me. Oh, my God. You guys. I literally, like, I tried to keep the straightest face possible because I just, like, 
how do you even respond to that? What did you say? I was like, I literally was like, well, um, to be clear, I'm not trying to poison you. Everyone is eating the same lunch. And, and I said, honestly, I'm not really sure, like, if I should offer you something else, because how would you know I wasn't trying to poison you with something else? And she was like, that's a really good point. Well, <laughs> so you just got to let her put her own food Yeah, together. make your own food, girl. <laughs> So what do you do? What do you make? You probably do all kinds of like really cute things. I mean, we love doing the individual pizzas, yeah. like make your own pizzas, because that's a big hit for friends. Like, and we can include Emmett and then Ella's yeah. like sleepover buddies. Snack platter, yep. which we've talked about as like a quick meal before. Pigs in a blanket, oh, even though I one. don't love hot dogs in general. Uh, I know. Which I've talked about before. I do do pigs in a blanket with just like puff pastry <laughs> and sausage. Actually, I have a recipe for them on um, the kitchen. And you make them instead of like the mini ones where you have to wrap up a million of them. Little smokies. With the little smokies. You do the full sausages and wrap them, bake them, and then cut them up. Nice. You might also refer to them as sausage in a Snuggie. <laughs> instead of pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's a sleepover. It is a Sausage sleepover. Sausage Snuggie. <laughs> so cute. What else? Sometimes I double up and do breakfast for dinner. That's a good one. Like pancakes or waffles and bacon. Oh. I feel like that's really easy. Totally. Burgers, because that's one of Ella's most favorite things. We can do like pretty basic patties and yeah. then just let everyone top their own and do like oven fries that's or really tater tots. Idea. Yeah. The problem is for us, we live where Shake Shack can deliver to us. And if I mention burgers, everyone's like, oh, my God, yes, order Shake Shack. Okay, but we should talk about that because sometimes the fun of doing a sleepover is, like, getting something delivered. Oh, yeah. Whether it's pizza or we have in Boise, and I'm sure you have them in Brooklyn, like, cookie delivery places where oh, you can I'm get sure warm do, cookies oh, delivered. God. That's genius. It reminds me I should send that to my kids this week while I'm gone. Yes. Okay. We're... (laughs) No, okay. Go on. Go on. But you get that delivered? Yeah, that's fun. Or just even doing like Chinese takeout where you can get some like veggie fried rice and get egg rolls. Good idea. I think it's fun for sleepovers. Um, Definitely Shake Shack. Everybody gets excited about it. Yeah. Because it's like... I mean, isn't sleepover food at its heart the most fun food you can have. Yeah, I think so. And for us now, it's also about like so many snacks. Please though, tell us, what do you serve for breakfast, especially with two hungry boys plus their friends? Always pancakes. Always pancakes. Always pancakes. And Oliver makes them. Now he does, but it used to be me. And one of them lives in a home where his mom is gluten-free. And when I served the pancakes, he literally went, mmm, gluten. It was really, really cute. I was like, I, I know it's good stuff. I just want that it's pulled good out as a, sa- stuff. as a sound clip. Mm, gluten. <laughs> gluten. Yeah, we just do pancakes yeah. all the time. What do you do? I mean, is there really anything else? I guess you could do waffles, but. Whoa. Oh, no. Are you, are you anti-waffles, Stacey? I just think waffles are a pain in the butt. Okay, wow. We might disagree. It might be the f- Third time and didn't I just feed you history? Uh, I think this is another episode in the making. I think they're a pain in the butt. But they're so much better than pancakes. 
There's so much better than pancakes. There's like I all mean, the crispy yes. nooks and creams for thing. the syrup and butter to settle in. I've had three waffle irons. I've spent increasingly more money on each one because I'm like, I will get the one that will work. And like, I never get the right ratio of crispy outside, soft inside. And also I'm the waffle maker. So by the time I get to the waffles, they're all soft. Okay. And I'm like, this is Let's not fix what it, I want. Stacey. Let's fix it. How, how one Megan? thing is Epicurious did well actually this really great writer who is also a mom, Sarah K. Sarah, I'm gonna not butcher your last name for the sake of all of us. And we'll link to it in the show notes. She has done she tested all the waffle makers and there's one. Okay. It's high dollar. Speaking of things I only say because I've been with my husband who's from North Carolina. High dollar. High dollar. It's high dollar. <laughs> High dollar. Um, but it's like the waffle iron that you buy once and you buy it for life. It's an all clad. And then Ina's overnight waffles. It's the goat, as the kids say. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh my god. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm gonna, I would drink. I would drink because of our game, but... Um, I know. I feel like our wine glasses are almost empty, which might mean it's, it's almost time for the end of this episode. Uh, I will just say that for Make It Easy, <laughs> I did a so, so, so much research yeah. on waffles. And I feel like... I feel like I did it all and still, like, even with the right recipe... Something is missing. And for me, maybe it's just that I need waffles to be served to me at a restaurant. All right. I don't know. I mean, you know, do you have dishes like that? I'm going to let you have that. Yeah, I feel like Eggs Benedict is what I think of specifically. Like, I know how to make hollandaise sauce yeah. and poach eggs. But, like, by the time I get through that process, I don't know if I want to eat it. I want someone else to make it for yeah, me. Yeah, there's just something about waffles that just isn't the same to me at home. But anyway, okay, so you make waffles for the kids. Sometimes. A pancakes are great. I love pancakes. Um, sometimes it's fun to just serve breakfast cereal. We talked about this in the brunch episode, like how fun it is to sometimes just serve breakfast cereal you and know give what choices. We used to do when we we used to um, share a country house and go on weekends and summers with other another family, and then sometimes we'd invite a third family. And when all the kids were like, I don't know, just a little bit younger, this was like three or four years ago, we would want to sleep late. And they were just like the older kids were just old enough to like help deal. We'd like leave everything out on the counter with a note. It'd be like bowls, cereal, and like so they didn't have to reach for anything like bananas, cups. And we'd write a note, milk in fridge. Don't wake us up. (laughs) And we'd all like all the grownups would stay up late drinking and like hanging out and talking and then we'd be like make your own breakfast and we'd wake up in the morning and they'd be full and there'd be cereal all over the floor and like all over the counter we got sleep they had fun they felt like they were self-sufficient and it felt like a fun sleepover thing like a win 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 yes yes totally i feel like we should wrap it up right there with, with a win-win-win? With a win-win-win. I actually have a question for you. Always. I know. <laughs> Never going to wrap it up when you want to wrap it up. Sprinkles in pancakes. 
talk to me about how you do it so that it actually doesn't just look like a weird like swirly mess of color that just turns gray ultimately i don't put the sprinkles into the batter okay i pour the batter into the pan yep and while the first side is cooking i sprinkle yep and then i flip and then don't they get, like, because then they're kind of, like, right on the Sometimes surface. Sometimes they do get kind of burned or melted. Yeah. But you could always, like, pour half of your batter. And this is where I'm going to admit something really weird. I have, I, you know me. I like to think I'm a kitchen minimalist. But I have one spoon, and it is the pancake spoon. I actually <laughs> think that... It is a coffee scoop. It has like a really ridiculously oh, long handle. Yes. And like a two tablespoon yes. yeah. disher. Totally. Silver dollar pancakes, they're like the perfect size. Yeah. I use them. But so I'll, to get to the point of pour half of the batter, yep. then sprinkle and pour the rest of the batter on. But right I would on top. On right on top of the sprinkle. So the sprinkles are, are pancaked in the pancake. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want to try. In the pancake. Yeah. 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 Pancaked or sandwiched. Yeah. All right. I'm glad. See that it's a win, win, win and sprinkles. Now we can end. <laughs> what do we say at this part, Stacey? I don't know. Oh. Oh. Find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. The answer to the secret question is whiskey. Um, also, we're taking suggestions for a new secret password after this episode. Yeah, apparently something more inclusive. Yeah, and also because people can't seem to find the secret question answer and they don't. I won't let you in. I won't let you in if you don't answer the question. It's true. She won't. Make a guess if you're not sure, even though the answer is whiskey. But still, we hope you'll give us a good review <laughs> because more importantly, we would like you to to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And really, about those reviews, we read every single one. We love them so much and they mean a lot and they help other parents find us. So thank you so much if you've written one and if you haven't, please do. You'll make us very happy. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy Enns, Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative, who I'm sure are really happy we clinked our wine glasses so often and laughed so loud in this episode. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed. Till next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, well, um, oh, a fish eyeball.